It's episode number 99 here on Borderline alongside Burning. I'm Jeff. Thanks for tuning in for another week as we come to you live. Well, I guess not live. We're live. But by the the time you all see this, it'll be Thursday night. So not live. But Bernie's uh, Bernie's in Wilmington. I'm in Charleston. Again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, So many topics to get to. Uh, We actually have a lot to talk about, despite the fact that uh, we still don't have any action on the uh, on the boards until this coming weekend. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm actually kind of and we talked about this a couple weeks ago i'm I'm kind of missing it it's like i feel like all of a sudden like it's been a while since we've had an open and you and i were just talking yeah. about this and, and i get it you know it's it's i get it not everyone can get can get there right it's in what rhode island and not everyone's gonna yeah. get there but still at least it's gonna be some action it'll be some some big time competition and and uh i i know there's gonna be some storylines that come out of there so like i'm i'm ready it's like it's like let's let's do it i want to see at least a little bit of something so at least we'll have an oh. open weekend I, you know, I forgot to tell you, you sent me, we, we usually text and just decide what we're going to talk about. And I forgot to say it. It's one of the things on my mind, even though it's just a short blurb, they did have the Battle of the Queens last weekend. Oh, yeah, all that's the, right. Yep, all I, the saw, top I saw some social media on that. Sure. And, and that sounds great. But guess who won? Swept. It's, it's, it's a one. I, I mean, you know, and, and it's like a, and t- the funny thing is in the women's final, you had the two pregnant girls. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron and Cheyenne throwing down, but I just, at some point until someone beats her in a, in a big moment, it's hard to talk about, honestly, oh, like you want, I, I want, and I want to talk about the women's game and I want them to get better and I want them to be a bigger piece of the cornhole pie, but until someone can get over Cheyenne, it's, you can't really say anything else. Dude, I could not agree more. And I've probably told this story on this podcast before, but I was working in TV when Bob Huggins got the job at Kansas State. And Mm. uh, after he gave his opening remarks about being the new head basketball coach at Kansas State, someone asked him about the rivalry between Kansas State and Kansas. And he said, well, wait a second. You know, for it to be a rivalry, doesn't don't both sides have to win? Like you really want to talk about this one, just one team. And then the K-State fans were just dead quiet. It was inside their basketball facility. Right. And all of them were like, all of them were like, oh, that hurts. But, oh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I'm with you. I'd love to talk about it, too. But it's it's gotten to the point where like the reason I talked about Cheyenne on the podcast at the end of the regular season was because I thought it was notable that she won everything like to win everything. I don't care what sport it is to win everything, to win a Grand Slam, whatever is impressive. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. But yeah, to talk about it from week to week when it's the same person all the time, meh, I'm with you. And it's not her fault. Look, no, it's know. not, it is not, it, no one's besmirching her name. Yeah, it's, no, I mean, at, at some point, the other women have to step up, have to. But I think not only, I think, is there a little bit of, I don't, we, I wouldn't even say a talent gap necessarily, but there's, there's a mental gap and it's about tight moments. Who handles tight moments better with all the ladies on tour and it's Cheyenne and then everyone else can talk about second. Yeah, that is a great point. I, I'm with you. I agree because you know it's I not think, like she, having... she she doesn't win twenty one zero. So I, I I should make it you know I should say it a little different than that. It's not like she wins these matches twenty one four or twenty one eight. You know, and it's just kind of a domination. But if you know it's sixteen seventeen, well, you know who's going to get the last five points or four points. Yeah. You just know it. 
and that's that's where her that's where her dominance truly lies. So great, yes, but not real sexy to talk about. You're right. Exactly. It's the same thing over and over. It's it's the same book, and we know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. You just read the same book over and over and, and over. Yeah. Until someone writes a new one, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting. Uh, and this may not be a popular thought. I'm still waiting for Miranda Coy. Um, I mean, she she just has the attitude. She's got an incredibly um consistent bag, you know, and the spin rate and the fact that we know she can roll, right? I mean, she's done it before. She was the roll queen. Um, it, it's like, let's go. Like, let's, let's start, let's start, you know, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to, yeah. Rosie, Rosie always gets really close. Rosie's done a good job really competing with her. And Samantha has at times too, but somebody, somebody's got to, somebody's got to start. Rosie can get her on the floor. Rosie can't really get her on the broadcast court. Broadcast, yeah. And I don't think Rosie's game. I mean, Rosie's basically the sounds bad. She's a poor man's version of Cheyenne, right? It's the exact same game coming right back at you. Um, it, she slides a lot more. Cheyenne has a little more variety, but I, I, I like your call on Miranda. I think, like, like I said, I talked about it the last time we spoke about this, that yes, um, Cheyenne and uh, Sarah, in the in the world the world double women's world doubles championship match yeah. did win fairly easy because they got up so big early but during that match i felt that um, you know Cheyenne was put in some difficult positions by Miranda i thought you know she got some points up you know Miranda got some points off of her and you know someone someone would say well you're up 19 to 2 are you really trying that hard anymore anyway right but but you could tell I mean, just, you know, the decisions she was having to make because of what Miranda was doing to her. She was playing offensive mm -hmm. against her. And I, I'm with you. Players like that have a chance. They just have to be, they've got to up their consistency level, right? You can't, you can't be giving up fives. That's the problem. Like, yes, you can play that style. Right. And we talk about, you know, when you want to play that dirtier style, you have to be able to collect bags. Because yeah. if not, all of a sudden you have a couple bad rounds. Those are both bad. fives. All of a sudden you've given up 10 points in two rounds and things are getting away from you. So I yeah. Yeah, it's, but I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I, I, a player like Miranda, there's a couple others that I think could give her trouble, but until they get over the mental hump, you know, it's yeah. what it is. Well, it, it, uh, it actually kind of feeds a little bit into like you're talking about how, I mean, Cheyenne's winning everything. Yes, some of the scores are close, but she's still winning. And it yeah. kind of feeds into one of the things I wanted to talk about this week is that. You know, cornhole is no different. I was thinking about this weekend because I went to, had a had a great time. I got a chance to go out to Oklahoma. We totally called an audible. Last time you and I talked, I was going to <laughs> yeah. Texas, right? Right, right. And it was going to be a great weekend in Texas. We had tickets to Game 6 of the World Series on Friday, and we had tickets to Texas-Kansas State uh, college football game on Saturday. We are going to spend the week, in Austin, or the weekend in Austin. It was going to be great. Well, then all of a sudden the Rangers decided to just kick kick the you know snot out of the Diamondbacks and win it in five. So right. no tickets for for Friday night. And then with Texas quarterback being out, uh, we weren't sure it was going to be much of a game. It ended up being a really good game actually. But so my buddy who's from Oklahoma, hold on, hold on. time out, time out. I know you're in the middle of the story. I'm so sorry. What are you doing? Not kicking the field goal in overtime, K State coach. That's the single worst decision I've ever seen in my life. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Texas. I mean, isn't this one of those situations where where one team didn't win 
They they just they just kind of gave. I mean, Texas didn't really win that game, right? I mean, yeah, Kansas State yeah. really blew it. I mean, Kansas yeah. State had a couple opportunities, and they missed two field goals earlier in the game. It, yeah, right? sorry, I I just I was I was actually watching at that point. I was like, what's this yeah. guy doing? What's he doing? What's he doing this year? Right? Coaches this year made really quick. Remember that was it? Uh, who who was the coach? Oh, Miami. Remember yes. the Miami coach? What are they? Tell me, what are they doing? They're overthinking. Instead of taking a knee, they give it to the running back. He fumbles. Georgia yeah. Tech gets it, scores, and wins. Yes, is it a one in a hundred type situation? Yes, but they happen. They yeah. they do happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I was watching that. I was like, that's the single dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, so so basically my buddy calls and he lives in Oklahoma. And he's like, dude, he, he said, uh, are you okay if I call on Audible? And I call him Herf. I call him Big Herf. It's a long story. <laughs> But uh, he's big. He's big. He's about six four, six five. Probably he's got to be over three hundred pounds. He's a big dude. Sissy. He actually he actually played baseball at. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can say that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not <laughs> no, gonna say it. Uh, true, truly one of my great friends. So he actually he actually uh, uh, pitched at Oklahoma. Big old left hander. I mean, big old southpaw. So pitched at Oklahoma, and he was actually a first round pick by the St. Louis Cardinals out of Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, and then and then unfortunately, like uh, with baseball, is such a grind, man. It's such a journey. Yeah. So many kids are so good, right? But it, it it takes so long, and unfortunately, Mike did get hurt, so we never never quite made it. But anyway, um, but j- just a just a big old Oklahoma guy. So so he calls me up, and he's like, "Hey, brother," he's like, "You mind if I call an audible on you?" And I'm like, "Herf, I trust you, man." I'm like, "What do you what do you got?" He's he's like, "I got bedlam in my backyard this weekend." <laughs> And I can't. Last he sounds like ever, man. Like I can't. I can't even. I can't even do his voice. Like he makes me sound like Mickey Mouse. I mean, he yeah. just. He's literally. If I had him on the phone right now, you'd think, "Holy shit!" I saw you, dude. I saw King. your seats, man. Fifty yard line, last bedlam ever. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's so, ridiculous. All right, all, right. all right. So I'll wrap up the story and then get to get to the get to my point. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so 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 he yells Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. So we we call an audible. So I fly to Dallas, rent a car, drive up to Oklahoma. So no tickets, right? So we got all kinds of tailgates we can go to because he knows everybody there. And uh, there's a bar in Edmond, Oklahoma, that everyone hangs out at. Whether you're an OSU fan living in Oklahoma City or you're an OU fan, everyone goes to this bar, Louis. So that's the first place we went to was Louis, and it was great. So and this is this is this is uh, this is Friday night. So we are so we are um, as as Herf likes to say, we are marinating in the culture. Brother, I mean that's, that's just what he likes to do. Because we, we've done this before. We I go to the night early and we marinate in the culture. So, so we're at Louis. Feel it. Anyway, yeah. so so we had a great time. So we go to the game on Saturday, and uh, we don't have tickets. He's like, "Don't worry about it." And again, I'm like, "Hey, Herf, I trust you. I trust you." Mm-hmm. So sure enough, so we, one of the tailgates is um, is is Pistol Pete. Now his name's Preston, but <laughs> but he was Pistol Pete. For those of you who don't know, by the way, I probably yeah. should have clarified yeah. this on my social media. Pistol Pete is the mascot for Oklahoma State. And and whoever whoever is Pistol Pete, it's, it's a huge yeah, it's a huge honor to be Pistol Pete. Just just like you know at at, uh, at the Ohio State University, whoever the, the trombone tuba player. player is, the yeah, tuba, the, uh, yeah, tuba player, the sousaphone yeah. player, whoever dots the eye. Yeah, I mean, like like you, you are never forgotten if you're the guy who dots the eye at Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. If you're Pistol Pete, you you don't pay for a thing for the rest of your life. So so Pistol Pete's got this great tailgate right outside the stadium. So we're at Pistol Pete's tailgate. And, um, and, and, you know, we're kind of getting out the word as we're talking to everybody and drinking and everything, you know, that we don't have tickets. Well, I'm not saying anything, but, but big Herf is, is, you know, putting the word out that we need tickets. Herf. Anyway, 
Like a long story short, uh, you know, we're hanging out with Pistol Pete all day. He's literally signing autographs for any me. Just a great, great guy. I mean, he's got kids now. He's he's not quite as old as I am, but doesn't matter. He's Pistol Pete. So um, anyway, Pistol Pete decides last minute that he's actually gonna gonna take his daughter, one of his daughter's tickets, and go with his other daughter um, into the game and sit in the student section with her and her friends. So he's like, if they <laughs> let me in on the student ticket, and of course he's gonna get in. He's Pistol Pete. Um, if they let me in on her ticket, I'm going to transfer you my two tickets. And, uh, so sure enough, he gets in and he transfers us his tickets and away we go. The only bad thing was, is that, you know, you know, it's, it's pistol Pete and he's got tickets on the 45 yard line. We're like, we're like 20 rows up. And so we're like, this is like the closer we get to our seats. We're like, this is going to be amazing. And we get there. Right. And we're like, this is people are looking at us like, well, wait a second. You're not Pistol Wh- Pete. You, Pistol you weren't Pete? Pistol. It's like we yeah. ruined the party. Pistol <laughs> <Pete> wasn't there. <laughs> but no, they were. They were. They were. I'm, I'm joking, but I mean, but not when we first showed up. They were like, w- w- "Where's Preston?" Hey, at? Yeah. But we ended up having a great time. Everyone around us was awesome, and um, and it ended up being what a moment. Incredible. Yeah, an incredible game. Incredible finish. I, I felt really. I mean, I, I really didn't care who won. Um, I, I was kind of, I mean, you know, I, was, I was there with her and he's no, you guy, we're both wearing, like, we're both dressed in black cause we're trying to be neutral. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I was kind of rooting for, for the Cowboys because, you know, I, I really kind of wanted to see them win one. Like they never win that game. They never win Bedlam, but they, <laughs> but, but they did win it. But, but going back to my point, so it's, it's, it's a long story. I'm sorry, but it was, it was, it was a fun weekend, but it's, it's, and going back to what we were talking about with trying to beat Cheyenne. And, and this was a topic I wanted to talk about today. Because I've seen a lot of posts on social media from cornhole players. You are not alone. Whether you're a professional cornhole player, you're a college football player, you're an NBA basketball player, college basketball, whatever. It's hard to win, isn't it? At any at the professional level of any sport, it's so hard to win. And yes, you can talk about Rosie. We can talk about uh, we can talk about um, Samantha. We can talk about Sarah. We can talk about uh, Miranda. We can talk about some of the top players. They get close. But they can't. They can't beat her, right? They can't knock yep. her off. It's hard to win. And, and, I, and I saw I saw a post from Joe Neistat uh, just just today before we came on, saying saying, "Hey, you know, I haven't gotten off to my best start or something like that." But you know, he was heading somewhere to put in some extra work, and he promises he'll be back. And here's a player, you know, who is, who is one of the top pros in the game. Yeah. It's a struggle. It's hard to be a pro. It's hard to win. The Eagles beat the Cowboys again, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Eagles fans were all upset because they didn't play their best game. You don't often play your best. I'm sorry. You don't. It's hard to win. And uh, well, and it just got me thinking that, you know, it, even for Oklahoma, they, they normally just walk in and, and win, right? They just they just win Bedlam. That's what they do. It doesn't matter. You, you, we, we can't underestimate, and we need to appreciate these players who do this, you know, the LeBron James, the Michael Jordan. Sure. You know, it's it's hard to do what they do. It really is. That's what makes them special. Yeah. That's what makes them special. It's not necessarily some sort of gross talent advantage. I would say LeBron James in an in, for you know, 6'8, 255, you know, freak freak of nature athlete, right? I, I think this yeah. Victor Wayamba kid that's 7'3, plays like a guard, you know, 7'9 yeah. wingspan. I think that's a just a gift, right? You are you are physically more gifted than everyone else. But you know, some of these other players that when you think about it, I don't think t- Tiger Woods, for example, let's go golf. I wouldn't say Ty- Tiger Woods was the most physically gifted of his era. I mean, most golfers would say Phil may have had more natural golf ability than Tiger, but Tiger was a grinder and nobody was more clutch. Nobody yeah. during his prime. 
Nobody. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. He may, and the problem is, I think this, the last, I would say, uh, the millennials and Gen Zers have grown up with such crazy winners that it seems like this is how it should be, right? I mean, they grew up at the end of Tiger Woods' career. They had Tom Brady's career, yes. you know, LeBron. They, they've had these careers to just look at. You know, I wouldn't say that we had that necessarily, right? I mean, like, I'm trying to think of people. I mean, maybe a Magic Johnson, maybe a Michael I Jordan. I think you know, we, right. I feel like we had, I think we had better. I but they lost. We, we got dynasty. to see them lose, but we saw them lose a lot too. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't think we had dynasties. I think we had great rivalries. I think you're right. Yeah, and it was they, just a they, little they different. They grew up with dynasties, like my nephew. They grew up, He's a Patriots yeah. Man. And yeah. even all right, let's say even in their like, if millennials in their youth, the Yankees won how many World Series and like out of like six years did they win? When they were like, so it's like these the those millennials and Gen Zers they they expect because everything they've seen on television as they've grown up, hey, win, win, win. That's all these people do. It's super easy. Look how they do it, you know. And I and, <laughs> I, and I think it's talk uh, about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it, yeah. I th <laughs> right. There you go, DJ Khaled fan. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think that uh, I think you're absolutely right. It's not as easy as it seems in this last two, three decades. Just yeah. not. And it's it's been abnormal. It's an abnormal period in sports. I mean, all right. God, this is literally going to pain me to say. Literally, it's going to hurt so bad to say this. Uh -huh. But Duke basketball. Oh God! That's, that's, I, th I think both it, of us—that's just mean. I, but I think it's unfair because they don't win anything, but yet everyone loves them, right? Like, like they've won what two titles since the the since two thousand, which is more than most. That's hard to but believe. Yeah, that's hard to believe. They won. Uh, let's see, twenty fifteen, right? They won two thousand ten, and then maybe two thousand one. Maybe maybe they've got three since two thousand, but yeah, not many. Uh, yeah. But when you, when you consider that, you know, but it's hard to be that good all the time, right? It's like yeah. that's well, the point I'm getting to is they're amazing. They are always in your top five. They are a top ten program. Ah, it, it literally makes my skin crawl. But they really are that good. <laughs> but they don't win that much. Yeah, that's how hard it is to win. I mean, that's that's your point. I mean, you look at a team that's just throwing guys in the NBA, throwing them in the NBA. They've got unbelievable amounts of talent, but they it's that hard to win. Now, the argument could yeah. be made if they stayed in school, how much would they win? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, it's it it's hard. So much. It takes so much. I mean, like you're saying, I mean, it's it's being physically gifted, but it's being mentally tough as well and 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 i and i see that with cornhole it's hard to win i mean a lot of it is a mental game and being mentally tough and and getting over that hurdle how much of it is mental that that some of these other girls can't be cheyenne maybe it's a lot maybe it's a lot mental i don't know but it takes it takes so much there are win. a couple there are a couple that have spoken to me I, I, i'm going to say it's off the record because i'm not going to say their names but one of them one time said well i got to play cheyenne and just kind of rolled her out like she was basically saying i'm going to lose to cheyenne yeah. But the way she that. said it, well, I got to play Cheyenne. And it's just like, she was like, the yeah. way that she said it is like, well, that's over. You know, she's yeah, not going to be. And that's, and, and that's something that, that's something that I see that to me, that's what, that, that's what separates high level college and professional players who are successful. They believe they're going to win. You mm -hmm. know, whether they win or not, I mean, chances are most of the times they don't win, but it doesn't matter. They just have this, this, just weird. And I'm not like this. Um, so, so I, so it stands out to me. I wish I was more like this. They instantly think they're going to win. They mm -hmm. win. They think that the Oklahoma state players, 
You ask all those starters, and maybe maybe some backups. I don't know. Maybe 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 they don't have this. But you ask most of the guys on that on that field for Oklahoma State. They thought and knew they were going to win. Yeah. So what you say, so what you say is, I mean that that's critical. Like if 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 there are some of these these females who are saying, "Oh, I got to play her now. This this isn't going to happen." You're beat already. You're done. I'm sorry, you but you're I mean, beat already. You haven't have thrown to, a bag, and it's over. And it can't yeah. be fake. You can't just say, "Okay, I'm going to win." Like exactly. Like, my I, I was going to make that point. That's I so true. true. Yeah, I think true winners and true champions. It's just in them, Bernie. It's, you you it's feel it innately. In I can't do that. I can't fake it. I'm not like that. But, right. but that's why that's why that's why I'm doing a podcast and I'm not, well, not on the but, field. But, look, but, we, it's, it's but we've in them. Yeah, we've seen this. Them. Yeah, we've seen this a hundred times with athletes from different sports. The ones that come out and talk about how great they are, you can tell that's almost false. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can tell they're just trying to make up for the fact that they don't really believe that's how great they are. Because the ones that truly are, they know it. They might they might make an inference to it here and there. You know, I mean, Muhammad Ali kind of was an exception. You know, but Muhammad Ali lost. I mean, three-time world champion. That means he lost three times as well. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, the, just he was the only one that kind of said it where you thought he might believe it, even though I think sometimes he wasn't really sure. But like, the guys that have it, they don't really talk like that. I know. It's just in them. It's just innately in them. I mean, they'll it's on the court. Maybe. I mean, Michael Jordan. Like people talk about what a jerk he was on the court. I mean, he was going to let you know. But Larry Bird was that way too. They were going to yeah. absolutely just drill you, and they would tell you they're going to drill you. But yeah. I, I mean, I just think that you know what I'm talking about. Especially, we see it all the time in every sport. These athletes and their their, their bravado reeks of insecurity. You know what I mean? Like they're they're in an interview and they're talking about how great they are and how good their team is. It's like you don't believe it for a second, man. No. You can see right through you. You don't believe it at yeah. all. And then the guys that always win, Tom Brady, for example, he was never going to be in an interview. I mean, he. He would talk about how good the team is and how solid, but it was never, you know, in your face as much, but probably on the field it was, you know, we don't really get a chance to see, to hear exactly what's being said on the field. I'm sure it was, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm with the you. true see, winners, yeah, the, the people, it, it's like, it, I mean, the, the people who say that they're going to, um, you're right. Is that, is that a false bravado? Probably. You know, because the ones yeah. who really do it don't talk about it. It's like you know what it is. It's like it's like on on the, when you first meet someone, right? And you go on a mm -hmm. date, and this girl tells you that that she's not high maintenance. Anyone who says they're not hundred percent high maintenance, red flag. You are high maintenance. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now, girls. You've Number already one. made yourself high maintenance in conversation. Check, please. I'm out. She's high maintenance. Same thing. Same yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Sa same thing. If she talks yeah. about how she's had a terrible relationship with her dad, you're going to have a fun evening, but it better be just one evening. <laughs> I'm not into shopping. Yeah, she's absolutely into shopping. Yeah, I'm not a shopper. I love, I love sports. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, we better stop this right now. We're going to get. To, this is going to go down a bad rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. So I mean, the the ones who say you know who have that false bravado, they don't have it. The ones who have it, it's just innately, it's innately yep. in them. Um, all right. So here's the other thing uh, that I thought about as as well, and and something that and, and I'm going to make the crossover to teams play mm -hmm. in the American Cornhole League with this is that I I love the format that we're going to where it's going to be like baseball, where literally every game is going to matter at the end of the season. However. I hope we don't, and I don't think we're going to, but I hope we don't have too many games. And you and I talked about this before, right? Like baseball, way too long. 
And and I think baseball will finally at some point succumb to the fact that 162 games in our in this generation is just yeah. is just too many. Unnecessary. But but this is what I love about college football. Um, every game matters. And you know, they're going to this 12 team playoff next year. I'm and, all about it. And I'm all about it, man. I'm I, I like I, I like it. I don't want it to be any more than that. I always felt like eight would be a good number. I'll do eight's all, probably can, best. I'm with I can you. Do on with that. 12. Because I still want every game to matter. Right now, again, going back to Oklahoma State, mm -hmm. what is biting them in the ass right now? They lost to South Alabama. Oh. So they are 7-2. and two. Their first game of the year, they lost to South Alabama. You know what? You have to win that game. And it's yeah, come on. And you have Come on. That's ridiculous. Every game matters. Every North Carolina's lost two week. terrible games, but not to a team like South Alabama. That is, yeah. they, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. And you know what's, what's awful is they're going to – 35, 40 years of age, the ones especially that don't have long NFL careers, and they're going to yeah. look back and go, man, we threw that one day away, and it's going to yeah. cost us a memory forever. It's going to kill you know? us. Yeah, kill and it's – yeah, it, but, but I love that. I like, again, I I like the 12 game. Football. Yeah, I like the 12 game because I, I'm hoping we're probably not going to get it from some coaches, but I think it will allow some coaches to play better teams out of, out of conference because you can now have one loss. Right, especially the bigger teams, like you know what, yeah. maybe even two losses are, are now possible. So you can instead of playing Alabama, playing Western Carolina, you know, maybe you get more of the Alabama playing Oakland. Well, they're in the same conference. Alabama playing Michigan, or you know, or, or you know, these big, these big huge games during the season that you that you're a lot of those teams are kind of running away from, especially in Michigan's running away from all of them. But yeah. you know, it, it would you would maybe get some of that. If if one loss doesn't destroy your season, well, to your point, um, I think a good example of that is Alabama. Alabama's one loss is to Texas. Texas, because they went yep. they went out of conference. Well, at least for for this year, anyway, it won't be out of conference next year. But <laughs> they went yeah. they went out of conference and uh, and took a shot, played Texas, and got beat. But that's their only loss. So they still mm -hmm. have a chance, depending on how things. Well, they'll, they'll, more than likely, they'll still get into the well. And how good does that win gonna, make Texas look? By the way, next yeah, next year they will they will. And Alabama would easily be in this year. They're on the outside looking in. I, I get it, but yeah. you know, not not. I mean, to your point, not a terrible, not a terrible loss. But again, to my point, I love in college football that every game matters. Like in college I, basketball, I, right? My alma mater, Kansas, is playing Duke coming up, or no, uh, sorry, yeah. Kentucky coming up. We play Indiana. We play some. We play some blue buds of college basketball. I hear you. And, you know, I you know, I I I love that Kansas and Bill Self will play anybody, anytime, anywhere. I love I that. Hear you. But you know what? If we lose, eh, it's not going to kill me. Yeah, but it's, it's a great game early. It's, all, it's yeah, yeah, but it's, it's all about what I, you yeah, do. I hear you. Every Saturday in college, like I loved being there. That game mattered, and I and I want every yeah. game. To, so with with team again, bring this back to cornhole with teams. I want to make sure that that every matchup matters, and that we don't get the season too big. Which which we're, I, I don't think we're going to. But do it comes. That, but, but but Jeff, also you have to look at it, especially with college football. Sometimes human beings have a bad day. And just having one bad day is going to ruin a whole season when everyone can know from an yes. eye test, that's probably the best team in the country. They had one bad day. Now they're out of it. I don't necessarily think that's right. And I think that's why we've seen things expand, right? You don't do that in the NFL. You don't look at, oh, wow, well, that team was really good. But those two weeks, man, you know, they don't belong in the playoffs, you know, and I, and I think totally you, good I, with the NFL I, schedule because you're right. It's not going to it's, you know, you have you have one or two bad days. It's not going to kill you. But I get what you're saying because, you know, for the longest time when you had conference, you know, when you played 11 games, remember when it was just 11 in the regular season for college? Yeah. 
and every game did matter. Every game was huge. Every game was a was a playoff game. It was, it was so eleven week fun. playoff. Yeah, and, and it's every Saturday, so much fun. We had we had <sighs> we had such an incredible time. And you know that's that's one of the reasons why I still enjoy going back home and going to an Iowa game because even though I you know even though Iowa frustrates me to no end as everyone who listens to the show knows, we still go on Saturdays. You know why? Because Iowa maybe can sneak up and beat Michigan, right? Maybe we sneak up and beat Ohio State every once in a while. You know, there's always a chance, and that one game matters, right? It just matters. Yeah. It's just it's just so exciting. I just love it. By the way, I have an argument against your offense defense thing concerning Iowa this week. Iowa and North Carolina are both seven and two. One of your losses is to is to a team that we beat thirty one thirteen, and you're still ranked ahead of us because of your defense. I, I did see that. I'm, I'm like, how in the <laughs> hell is this possible? Imagine, I mean, imagine if we, we don't have one. Score. So, huh? Imagine if we could score like at all score. Like like imagine if you're we a were top literally dead last. If you were if you were an average if you're an average offense, you're talking every season about the playoffs. Yep. If you were just average, because your defense is that good, but it's yep. yeah, I'm, I live the exact opposite as a fan. We've got a great offense, defense is horrid, horrid, and it's been horrid for years. I don't even see how that's possible. Yeah, it's almost but, like you, you, you would know, make a mistake point, into one that was decent every now and then, but no. My point <laughs> on offense versus defense um, has always been that I appreciate defense. You need defense to win. But you will not consistently win championships by just being a defensive player. No, can, I, play, can, can a defensive team? Yeah, it happens every once in a while. Look at Virginia. Virginia won the national championship. What just yeah. what was that three years ago when when they won it? Perfect um, example. That's a, actually a great example, Jeff, yeah. because they also became the first one seed to lose to a sixteen because they couldn't play offense. Exactly. It's a, it's a great exactly. example. Yeah. When Eric Davis wins a world championship in singles, come talk to me in cornhole. <laughs> That's a defensive player, right? Everyone's talked about Eric Davis from the second I came into this game. You know, well, his, his DPR this, which I still hate DPR. Well, I don't hate it. I appreciate DPR. I don't like that it's one of our top two, you know. Statistical, and, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, Measures. And all stats that we use to evaluate mm-hmm. someone's game. Please. Um, but, yeah, so when a player like Eric Davis, who defensive-minded or defensive-style playing, wins, you know, world championship in singles, then then we'll talk. But yeah, so yeah, can defensive teams win? Yeah, Virginia wins, Iowa wins. I get it. You're not going to win championships, not consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. It's uh, you need both. I mean, look at all right NFL this year. The Ravens have a really good defense, but their offense is awful. Even with a guy that used to wasn't even that long ago, everyone thought he was a cheat code at quarterback, and now the defensive <laughs> coordinators have figured him out, and their offense is terrible. Right, but their defense is good. But will they make the playoffs? Probably. Are they going to even come close to the Super Bowl? No. No. So that's your point. You know, like they're going to, their defense is good enough to get them in the playoffs. At some point, you got to score points. Yep. All right. A um, couple more things before we get to on, off, and in. Uh, all right. So one of the, one of the, it's funny that this question came up multiple times to me this weekend while I was in Stillwater. I think, I, I think you may agree with me on this, but it was an interesting question. Just something to kind of, and I was going to, I was going to text you this, but I would rather get like your, your organic reaction to it. And I think mm-hmm. I know what you might say, but, but again, I think, I think it was, it was at least two and might've been three people who asked me this, my opinion on what sport is cornhole most like, um, for, for broadcasting. I mean, they were talking about it, you know, kind of in broadcasting, um, terms and in playing terms. 
Um, I don't know why this was a topic, but it, it, and I don't know why it came up multiple times. It's kind of weird, but I'm like, wow, okay. I just had this conversation, but, um, but it got me thinking. So what, what sport, major sport, don't say bowling, don't say bowling. Um, hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't even really want tennis. Like what, what major sport? Then there is none. Cornhole be There's most not like? one. If well, you take I, away I, tennis and you take away bowling, there's not one that really equates. I think I've got one though. And, and, right, and it, it might be it a might major be, sport. Well, all right, maybe major. All right, all right, just just give me one. Let's let's just take major out of it. Here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine first, right? Yeah, because yeah. because as far as broadcasting goes, people ask me this all the time, and and I feel like it's got a little bit of baseball in it because of the fact that when we play first one to twenty one, it's it's uh, it can be long, right? I mean, yeah. th- at times you're like, oh boy, what are we going to talk about for the next forty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so in that case, it's like it's like. It's like baseball. You're telling stories. You're talking about the backgrounds. You're talking about their journey to get there. You're giving the score. You're analyzing. I mean, it's but but I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love. So you're talking about from an announcer's perspective or I'm just an average both. fan's perspective. I'm talking about both. So announcer wise, okay. there's a little bit of baseball in there, a little bit of basketball in there because it can go back and forth. Um, but but I I almost feel like if I had to pick one, you know, mentally, physically, um, I think I almost might pick golf. Yeah. I've always you know, thought if, so, if, even if though, yeah, one, because I also made the comparison with a few people that it's like baseball with these guys, the way that they can, you know, cut it, you know, they can cut it this way and they cut it this way. They can roll it. They can it's like pitching, it's like pitching yeah, in baseball. You know, they, yeah. they got, they got five different pitches. We talked about this, right? Yep. Four or five different pitches. They got a fastball, you know, they can push whatever. Yep. Um, but I think if you had to choose one, what, what is the sport <laughs> most like when you're talking to someone who doesn't watch all the time? Um, I, I almost kind of think golf just with. Like and, and there was one guy who said the reason why this came up. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. The reason that why this guy this came up is because one of the guys who talked to me about it said, "I feel like when I'm watching cornhole, it's like watching putting only in in the Masters or or in a major tournament because there's so much pressure on every single bag. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're standing over a putt, you know, all day to try and win a you know a major." And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." I, I see golf in the match play, like in the Ryder Cup when they have match play, where it's by hole, not by stroke play. So mm. every shot that you hit sometimes is hit to affect what your opponent does. So, for example, in match play, yeah. if you're not familiar with how match play works in golf, it's who wins the hole. And then if you win that hole, you go one up and then, you, you know, you, you play that way. Your goal through 18 is to have the most points, you know, to anyway. Right. I, I said it wrong, but. Anyway, like, so when you hit a drive, so if you hit a drive right down the middle, you've then put more pressure on your opponent to hit a drive down the middle. And if you hit your second shot five feet from the pin, you've then put an immense amount of pressure on your opponent if if they're hitting after you. So there is this give and play, you know, because golf most of the time is you against the course. Other people don't matter. But in match play, it's really affecting the other person and what they do. And I think golf and cornhole have a symbiotic relationship there because every bag you throw, even if it's, even if you're just playing the slide game is putting pressure on the other person or giving them an opening. However, you, you know, yeah, which, like whichever that. way yeah. it works. But uh, I think, I think of it in those terms as another sport. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, you, I like the pitching analogy a lot, but is it similar it, to bowling? Yeah, maybe mentally, but, but again, bowling it's still no you defense. against the pins. Yeah. There's yeah. no defense in bowling. Yeah. Right. It, there is I, a lot I, of defense. I like yours with the, with the match play in golf. I think that's, I think that's, that that's even better than just golf alone. Yeah. 
Because you are, you are, every shot you hit is still you against the course, but it's also you to put pressure on the guy you're playing against. Yeah. And you don't want them to feel free and easy. And that's one of the things I talk about when we talk about Cheyenne. And one of the problems in the women's game is you don't have a lot of dirtier players. There's a few, not many. And so basically you're allowing Cheyenne to just get in grooves, right? She'll just sit there. And that's what the top players don't let her do. Mm-hmm. Top 20 guys, they're not going to let her do that. You. They're going to stop you. They're going to make her hit other shots and get out of a rhythm and do different things. And the women aren't doing that to her. Right. And so she just sits there and makes shots. Um, I, I, you know, but if you get a guy like Matt guy, who's going to throw a 10, four, you know, on average, and he's going to have, you know, matches in the 11s. It, even if you're, you know, it, it, how do you keep up with that? The guy's making every bag. I mean, it, it, it drains you because mm-hmm. you know, you can't make mistakes, but it, it does. Every, every shot affects the other player even in singles. And I love that. I, yep. I love it. But yeah, so, so it got, it got, for some reason, it got me into some interesting conversations with people, but you know, it, it, it brings up another larger point here. You know, there, there was uh, we, we got a little bit of pushback from a viewer who wanted me to stop talking about cornhole as far as comparisons to other sports. He's like, cornhole is its own thing. Stop talking about why it compares, you know, how, how we compare to, you know, the NCAA tournament or how we compare to football. I'm never going to stop doing that because no. two all sports. One, it's fun to talk yeah. about. And an athlete is an athlete is an athlete, whether you're a professional yep. cornhole player or you're a professional basketball player, whatever the mental capacity it takes to win at a professional level of any sport. I don't care what it is. Pickleball. You, 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 you have to be a special talent. So I'm never going to stop making, you know, these comparisons back and forth. Agreed. The other thing is, is that I continue. And this is another perfect example. The reason I talk about this on national broadcast is any time that we can equate our sport to make it tangible to somebody else um, is great. If we have to use the NCAA tournament to, to compare things you know, to our sport or majors in golf to kind of compare it to anything that, that makes it somewhat relatable um, that they can that they can really you know chew on and grasp and say oh okay I get it that's a win for cornhole we I agree. want it to be relatable we want it to I be agree. other fans it's not just about the five hundred thousand people out there you know who who you know eat and eat, it's so and it's so day. hard to get them to understand that that they think everyone's going to come to us because of our game and that's it's not going to happen because if if it was going to happen it would have already happened. Yep. We have to find a way, just like you're saying, to make people understand, oh, there is, you know, that is just like having to hit that putt. That is just like having to hit that shot. That is just like, it's the same mental process. Yeah. And and so you do have to make those equations and it's, it's perfect. I I, I think that's, that's being remarkably short-sighted to feel the other way. Right. It's like in the pro shootout a couple of times, you know, I made the comparison. It's like the NCAA tournament. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot of times you're going to have the blue bloods who make it into the final four, but you can have a Cinderella story on any given weekend. You know, right. so when I say things like this, it's only because we're trying to make our sport relatable. Yep. You know, we're trying trying to make it tangible so that people kind of get what's going on. So I and because because when that happens, unless Stacy tells me to stop talking about, that, yeah, I mean, off. if we get to a point that the average sports fan starts watching all the time, and then we start getting more and more money, and everyone starts making more and more money, that'll be great. That's whatever. That's that's part of the goal, right? You don't want to alienate the rest of the world and just sit in your little pocket. Maybe some people do, but it's not going to be what they, you know. I, it's almost as if I feel there are, there's a certain group within the old cornhole world that want it to be hidden alone, but they all want to make a lot of money doing it. It's like, well, that <laughs> you know, it can't. That doesn't work. Ain't you know, <laughs> it's just not. 
All right. Um, are we ready for on, off, and in? Sure, why not? I want to make sure we make. give ourselves time to do this. By the way, one more little quick wrap here. I cheated um, again this week, by the way. I like it when you do that. It makes it fun. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. When I was talking about hard to win, uh, mm-hmm. you know how I love going back and looking at the all-time career wins list, right? <laughs> yeah. I found, I found some crazy things the uh, last couple of days <laughs> I was looking at, but uh, we don't have time. I really kind of wanted to get into it today, but of course, as always, we get it. No, I mean, other things of all the players who have played this sport, only 125 players have even one career win. Isn't that crazy? I would have thought, I, I think I'm, I'm surprised it's that many, to be honest with you. Are you? I, I thought that I am. For, for all the play, if you think about all the play now, now some of these, I mean, some of these go back. So when we say wins, I mean, how many people were actually there? Uh, yeah. Know, I don't know. So, so can you take out 50? 25 50 maybe maybe you can but still of all the players and of all the great players and i'm talking and and now with all the opens that we've had and you know getting more adding more and more tournaments every single year especially over the last four years um only 125 have ever just just recorded even one win so so again it's like we talked about at the beginning i mean winning is hard it's hard winning is very difficult yeah i'm still surprised it's that high i'm i'm curious i would like to know what the number is out of the present uh, program. I know. I'm telling you, we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to like. We're gonna have to. Because my guess is things. it would be fairly small. Yeah. Because winning's hard. Winning is, is remarkably difficult. Even in corner. now, look, look. All right, golf equation. We've seen guys win majors. We've seen guys win major golf tournaments. Then <laughs> that's their one win ever. One out of two wins they ever win. Right? Yes, that outlier is out there. But for the most part, the cream always rises. Yeah. All right, um, on, off, and in. It's America's favorite podcast segment. I'm not kidding. It's really, it's really, it's really it's big growing. time. It's big. It's, it's it's growing by one each week. Yeah. Um, all right. So on, off, and in. You want to go first this week? I can. All right. Um, give me your on the board. On the board. Off the board. In the hole. I kind of made mention of it before we came on. Did I talk about the weather in the in the in the coastal Carolinas in the fall? Drives me insane. And I think I'm on the board. It's look. It's hard for those people that want to move to Florida, where it's 80 degrees year round. Knock yourself. Do it. Good on you. When it's November, I like to wear a sweatshirt. Right? I like it to be a little brisk outside, and I like to feel like, oh man, Thanksgiving's right there. I can wear, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's 80 degrees outside. It's driving me. I'm tired of walking outside and sweating. I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. So that's... I totally agree with you. I cannot tell you how depressing it is for me. God, when I'm it's the worst, college, man. When it's I'm, the worst. When, when I'm watching college football on a Saturday or broadcasting up in the up in the press box oh, up in Myrtle worse. Beach, and <laughs> and I look up at the TV screen in our press box, or I look at the TV on you know at home here, and I see people you know wearing jeans and light jackets or sweatshirts and stocking caps and gloves, and I'm and and here I am literally sweating. Yeah, wedding. Watching like, a game last weekend. There's snow right. on the ground. Like, oh man, look how fun it is for all those folks. Where I'm going to be in shorts and a t-shirt, sweating yeah. my balls off next weekend because it just I won't know. cool off anymore. Yeah, I hate I it, man. I I'm hate it. With you. All right. All right along let's... those same lines, let me give you my on. Uh, we got to keep moving here. Um, yeah. So my on. You know, when I first moved here, 
Um, and, and by here, I mean down to the southeast. I, I was I was a Big Ten homer, right? Even yep. though I went to Kansas, I grew up on Iowa football as a Big Ten homer, and just, and just poo pooing the SEC, right? Whatever, you know, the Big Ten's still Crazy. better. Big Ten, well, wow. all right. Obviously, yeah. How'd that work out for me? Not good. <laughs> so I would say over the last eight or nine years, I, I've been down here for about fifteen years, fourteen, fifteen years. So over the last, yeah. I don't know, eight, nine, ten years, I'm like, okay, yeah, SEC is pretty good. And so, so. <laughs> So I think I'm on the board with it, that, that the SEC is pretty good. That's why it's driving me crazy that Ohio State and, and Michigan are getting so much attention right now mm. in, in the polls. And I get it. Maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe this will be my off the board. But why, Bernie? I mean, and again, I, I grew up in Big Ten country, so my Big Ten fans are going to hate me for this. When are we gonna? When are we gonna learn? Like we know the Big Ten is not going to fit. I looked back. Do you know how many? Do you know how many? Big, you know how many titles, national titles in college football that the Big Ten has since 2002. Ohio State won, right? No, Michigan Ohio State. State twice. No, no, in football. Ohio State, 2014 and 2002. How far That's did Saban it. get with Michigan State before he went to Alabama? Before he went to LSU? Uh, maybe that was the 90s. I don't know, but it was. I just, I yeah, literally just yeah. looked. Two. That's crazy. Two. 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 And and even even in basketball. And I don't I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of basketball. But we. I mean, you and I joked about this. I'm not picking Big Ten teams anymore in the NCAA tournament. No, they're terrible. Win. So it's that style. On the board with this, it's that I, awful defensive, slow yeah. style that they play. How about Michigan State, top four in the country, losing to James Madison at home this past week? I know, yeah, in basketball. But but yeah. uh, so, so real quick, so, so the Big Ten, <laughs> the Big Ten is 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 not even the number one ranked conference. I looked at it just today before we came on. They are the third ranked conference behind the Pac-12 is still the top ranked uh, conference, which is crazy. Top to bottom strength of schedule, followed by the mm-hmm. SEC, then the Big Ten. Um, but yeah, so last Big Ten champion, I mean, they've won it twice since 2002, and both times it was Ohio State. So yeah, I think that's why Ohio State gets it. Michigan has has it almost feels like Michigan's running from everyone to get to the Ohio State game. If they win that game, it sets them up because yeah. no offense to your Iowa Hawkeyes, but they know the Big Ten West isn't coming with much heat. No, right, they'll so play they can... Iowa and they'll win by hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they're off to the playoff. But yeah, it'll be it'll be the worst game to watch. The final score will be forty-two <laughs> to six. No, it'll be forty-two <laughs> to five because Iowa will probably get a safety. <laughs> All right, off the board. Ready? We got to keep yep. moving. Off. Well, my this is where I cheated, so I'm going to help on time a little bit. Okay. This is off the board and my on the board. My health, okay. my knees. I've known forever that I've got to do something with my knees. Uh, minimal. I've been running from it. So my off the board is, you know, I keep running from it. I keep not getting it because I don't want to do the downtime on the surgeries. I don't want to do all that. But, you know, my on is I'm absolutely right. I have to do it. Like I'm miserable. Like today when we were done taping, I'm going to the physician because I've got to get it looked at again because the pain, you know, it's just kind of hard to live like this. And that for anyone that's existed with chronic pain, it just, it destroys your day. It just like, that's all you're thinking about. It's hard to open your head up to think about other things when you just have this intense spot of pain. So that's my on and off. My off is that I keep running from it. Terrible decision. The reason I've been running from it is because I don't want to get a, you know, some surgeries now and then have to do it in five to, you know, five to seven years, which is what they tell you. Right. right. Because the only in your mid to late sixties. Right. And so I've been trying to wait to get like complete reconstruct, you know, complete uh replacements, blah, 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 all that stuff. But on I have to go. This is right, just so off the this is, you're ignoring it in the hole yeah, is, is I have to get it done because this is lay miserable, man. This is just no good yep. feeling this way. So that's that that's quick. That's quick and easy. And see, it's it's so much on my mind, I put it into the show. I can't yeah. think of anything else. Well, I, I appreciate you helping us with time, but um, man, I, I, 
should we just end the show now? Like, I, like, <laughs> like, like now I it's, feel bad for you. It's brutal, like, oh, man. Bernie. It's absolutely. Well, I, I also don't want to get into the truck. Because <laughs> that is, that's, that's a feat the way I feel right now to get up into my truck and drive, which I'm going to have yeah. to do here in a few minutes. Well, it's, again, better to do it now than wait until you're middle. I know. I know. I've got to get it done later. at some point. I've just been hiding from it because of the downtime and the, you know, I'm an idiot. Yep. Well, off the board, man. Way off. Well, I guess we could end on a lighter note. I'll, I'll save my off the board. For Why? Because, because my off the board is going to require some discussion because I think you're going to really like it. So I'll save my off the board for next week. Uh, my in the hole, though, will make you laugh. So so make, we can end with... Or my off and in. Sorry. Yeah, in the hole. Yeah. My in the hole. Come on, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you're, just, you're just not great. You're just not great. I mean, this whole America's <sighs> team and everything. And, and trust me, I get it. And all of you people from Texas, I love you. I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan, even though I grew up in Iowa. I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since the time I was born. I still have my Dallas Cowboys sippy cup that I use. Actually, don't use it. I'm just kidding. I do have my Dallas Cowboys sippy cup. I don't have what my mom does. Huge Cowboys fan since the time I was little. We can't win. America's team, everyone, everyone, you know, hey, we hate the Cowboys. Why do you hate the Cowboys? We, we, we are incredible against teams 500 and below. In big mm-hmm. games, not going to win. I, I should have bet. I, I, I bet a little bit. I should have bet. I should have bet. $10,000 on the game this past weekend. They <laughs> what was the line? Eagles. We've seen this. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, what was the line? I can't remember. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. I think the Eagles were favored by, I think maybe a field goal or something. No, it was a little bit more than that, if I remember. But they, it doesn't matter. They're not going to When win. was the last they're, time they're the Cowboys won a playoff game? I, uh, they've won three playoff games now since 1995. <laughs> three. Okay, three. Have not, won, have not won an NFC Championship game since the Super Bowl in 1995. I mean, but we went years without even winning a playoff game until I think. I know because I think. I mean, I think the Panthers still have more playoff wins, and they're one of the worst franchises in the league. You don't need you don't need to put salt (laughs) on the wound. That's my in the hole. (laughs) Dallas can't win big games. We haven't won big games since 1995, and it was not going to start last weekend. So that's my unfortunately that's my in the hole. And see, I knew you'd smile on that because because like I grew up. It's so funny. I I hated the Cowboys growing up. That's so funny. I know you did. Like, why are we watching this group of just? No more Danny White, please. <laughs> that was yeah. like, why do I have to watch him again? Beat up on the Danny Giants. White. I love Danny White. I love all those guys. So many. Just not there anymore. God, I hated them. Not there. So sad. All right, dude. Well, I'm sorry about your knees. Uh, let me know how it goes. Hope you feel better. Yeah, man. All right. It's have a-, a good weekend. Have a good week. And as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Episode 100 next week. Wow. Big plans. All right. We got to go. I'll see you next week. See ya. All right, bye.